until you watch a Houston OKC game on a random night in April, you haven't watched NBA basketball. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think we know where I stand. <laughs> Welcome to The Basketball Mood. This is a podcast about everything basketball. I'm Christian Urban with my brother Randy, and our third member of the team is Mike DiGiorgio. Did you see what Damian Lillard responded to that guy who said he bet his house on them to win 42 games? Oh. Some guy was like, Dame, big fan, I need you guys to win 42 games or I lose my house. Regardless if I'm homeless or, or in my house, I'm still a huge fan. And Lillard responds, say less. <laughs> <laughs> say less. So he's like, like, I can't believe Lillard responded, first of all. Second of all, they haven't won since. <laughs> yeah. So they needed to go. He was out, he was needed- out for a while, though. Yeah, I know he missed a game or something, but they needed to go ten and six since uh, since he sent that, and they are zero and three. So now they got to go ten and three the rest of the way. Can they do it? Ten and three, they need to go. Well, they got thirty two wins, right? Okay, so they got Memphis, Indiana, Memphis, Brooklyn, Boston, Atlanta, Cleveland, Lakers, Spurs, San Antonio, Houston, Utah, Phoenix, Denver. So they got they got two gimmies, Houston and Cleveland. And Cleveland's not really a gimme. I think at that point they will be. Yeah, okay. I think Houston's a gimme. I think depending on where Utah, Phoenix, and Denver are, those will be point? gimmies. Okay. Yeah. Because it, like, it very well could be like Utah locked in at one, Phoenix locked in at two, and Denver locked in at four. Like, right. Yeah. I don't think they can go 10 and three. I don't see it. Would they're you- still a negative. They're, they're five games over 500, and they're still a negative differential. And the Raptors are... 10 games under. And there's still a positive. Positive differential. How crazy is that? Yeah, that is crazy. I'm doodling right now. A 15-game swing. Yeah, that is crazy. I have a really good doodle right now going on in my piece of paper. Let's go. Mike, I have a question for you. Do you ever get tired of basketball? Like no. the NBA, watching it? Um, some nights, if it's boring, I'll, I'll turn it off. Okay. Very rarely, though. Like, mostly because of fantasy. <laughs> oh, okay, right. Fantasy, fantasy never gets boring. Fantasy keeps you going. <laughs> why do you like basketball overall? Like, why do you, why do you keep watching it every day, more or less? It's interesting. It's the most, the most exciting of any sport in terms of like it's the highest score. So there's like, it's, there's always something, and I, and I understand it the best too. So that, that helps. Do you take stuff out of it still? Like, do you learn stuff still every, you know, most times when you watch, or is it just like, oh, I knew that was going to happen because of this? Uh, you always take something. You can always like, oh, that's an interesting wrinkle in this play. This team is doing this. Mm-hmm. How would that? Like, you just ask yourself questions, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, like for instance, you watch Lakers Dallas last night, and you're like, okay, so how does this play out if LeBron's in the game, right? If that's a first round matchup or something like that, along those lines, right? Mm-hmm. And or it's like, I think this. Let me watch this game and decide if that's right or not based on actual things I'm looking at, not just. The, the story after the game or whatever. Right. And, and to that point, I think a lot of people say, oh, this guy sucks at defense or he's bad or whatever. And then I, I don't really, I always just assume it's true because that's what people say. And I don't really watch. Randy uh, likes to go with the crowd. No, I, I'll say this. I'm a bit of a ball watcher when it yeah. comes to 
um, watching teams that I don't know. Right. So right. when someone says Brandon Ingram, like you said, Brandon Ingram, so bad at defense one time. Right. Yeah. So I watched him the other day. I watched three possessions and you couldn't be worse at defense in those three possessions than he was. I, I was so shocked. I'm like, I, cause you know, people just say things. They're like, Oh, he's yeah, not good. Yeah. And then you watch it. Chris, he was so yeah. disinterested yeah. at anything they were doing defensively. And I just felt for Stan Van Gundy because you know he's just ripping whatever hair he has left out of his head watching yeah. that. It was, and then he got the ball and it looked like somebody had just given him a sonic boost. Yeah. He was just like, and then he's, he's all, he's all yeah. hyper and, and like, yeah. or he runs past half court and he gets the like rocket boosters. Yeah, it was yeah. so crazy how. He didn't want to box out. He didn't want to close out. He didn't want to even just put a body on someone just just well, for the sake of it. It was crazy yeah. how bad it was. Boxing out is sort of gross, though. I can... Chris, No, I will say, though, that, yeah, I mean, I get you guys. It's really... Uh, I think when you think, okay, well, they're professionals. How could they be that bad? But it's amazing that some people just do not care about yeah. it, no matter how much money they're making. And yeah. you see it on and, the court. The biggest part you can see is when they're off the ball. Because on the ball, yeah. the camera is on them. They yeah. know that. They know that. Like, And that's like a tangible, like, I can stop this guy one-on-one. Yeah. When you're off the ball, like, you're not in the, the scope or the focus of most people. Mm-hmm. So you can, you, they think they can just chill. Mm-hmm. I saw Wiggins getting into that type of mode, like, when he was in Minnesota. Right. Uh, do you think he's changed right now in, in Golden State? Um, he's He's become... Average, I'd say. Hmm. He like, should be better. He should be better. But defensively, yeah, yeah. It helps when you have a guy like Draymond, like on your case, you know, keeping you keeping you um, accountable for things like that. And they want to win in Minnesota. They weren't like I mean, not to say that they didn't want to win, but like they weren't on a team that could win. I guess. What would you say to a guy like Wiggins if you had him in a room, and you could give him advice? What would you say to him right now? Show, like. Act like you want to be here, buddy. Like I, I don't know. Like he just has just shows no emotion. Like he doesn't. He's very like flatline. Yeah. He doesn't doesn't show anything. He's playing better this year. He is playing better. Shooting, shooting better. it better. Yep. Yeah. But do you think though that his ceiling is still high? Do you think he has the potential? I and think so. If he's improved the way he has from last year to this year, uh, like it's a pretty big improvement. I wouldn't say it's a negligible improvement. So he can't be a superstar though. He no. can just be a, like a, a role player, like a like a third decent option. player. Yeah, like a decent player. Yeah. Did you think that he was going to be a, a superstar uh, coming out of college? I did. Yeah, I'm. I'm more surprised that he doesn't have the like mindset. Okay. I'm not surprised about how he's playing. I'm more surprised about the mindset that he comes into like games with. Like, sure. I don't like. I think he come well. Not to speak for him, by any means, but like when he gets on the court, like I. I don't see that nobody can guard me type of attitude or that like, I'm going to stop this guy tonight attitude. Like mm-hmm. I kind of just see like, I'm out here, I'm playing basketball. And then afterwards I'll go and have a nice dinner. And like, <laughs> he's just there to play basketball. You know, I'm so fascinated by how that type of attitude emerges. Like they make it to the pinnacle of the sport and you still have that type of, you know, lazy fair type of, attitude. I think some, I just don't, it's I don't interesting understand when that. things come a little easier to certain people. From the beginning, I wonder if that plays a role in it because, you know, we talk about Michael Jordan a lot as, as a reference point, and it's probably not fair because he's 
you know, <laughs> arguably the greatest player ever. But he had to work to make the high school team. And then he had to work to, you know, to be the best player on his college team and all this kind of stuff. And, and a lot of guys coming up, uh, this is not fair to say, but I don't know how much he had to work at that level. I think a lot of his abilities comes naturally. Yeah. 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 But I mean, look at Curry. Curry had everything growing up. Yeah. Didn't have yeah. to work that hard. I guess because he's small, but like he and worked Curry's hard, obviously. A, Curry's not as athletic. Right. 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 Like so, Wiggins yeah. is a superior athlete than most players. Right. right. Well, okay. Next topic. Next topic. <laughs> the Knicks. Are they for real, Mike? No, Chris, come on. Sorry. Mike, uh, what do you think about the Knicks? Do you think that they have any chance to uh, come out in the East? Well, Chris. Is that stretching it a little? Come out of the East. I, they can't even win a playoff series. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, I'll change my question. What do you think about the Knicks? <laughs> Are they good? They won well, nine straight. They defend. They defend. And I think they play their best players playoff minutes in the regular season. I think that matters because then they get less, less time with bad players on the court. Whereas other teams are, 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 you know, they're playing a 10 man rotation against the Knicks and the Knicks are only playing, let's say eight or nine and Randall and RJ are on the court for the most minutes in the NBA per game. Um, but that's Tibbs' style. So, you know, good good on him. Let's see if they could do it in the playoffs. Like, I, I don't think they're going to win a playoff series. Okay. I think I think it is, it's it's going to be them versus Miami in the first round, and I think Miami will beat them in five max. And like, e- I don't think. Even though Miami is struggling. Any other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Miami will turn it on in the playoffs. Any other like, potential matchup for uh, New York? Well, they could play the Hawks. The, they could play the Hawks. I think right Hawks now, are going to drop, though. Hawks are going to drop. I think Hawks dropped to six or seven. If it started today, they would play the Hawks. Do they beat the Hawks? Right. Um, maybe. Is Trey Young healthy? Yes. I think I think Hawks win. Hmm. It's funny because at the beginning of the season, Chris, we kind of both thought the Knicks were terrible because they were kind of yeah. bad. They just had a. It seemed like a mismatch of guys, and but Tibbs has done a great job of pulling that team together. And I think I heard this. It, it helps when a lot of those guys are on one-year contracts. Right. Yeah. So they're all playing for something. They're all playing for, for their sure. lives. Right. But Julius Randall is the one that interests me the most just because he was kind of a guy that I don't want to say nobody really wanted, but I, I think a lot of teams didn't want him because he was offensively one dimensional in that he was good at going, you know, rim to rim, but you knew what he was going to do at times. And then you could kind of lock in on that. He didn't really kick out. He didn't really see the, the, the floor that well. Is that all true, what you're saying? Well, ask Mike. Yeah. Mike, is that verified? He averaged a ton of turnovers last year, and he didn't shoot the ball well. This year, his turnovers are down, and he's shooting it better, and his assists are up. Like, you know, and he's only 26. So, yeah, he's developed. Like, he's developing his game now, right? I think the biggest thing is that RJ's playing well. Like yeah. RJ, RJ's really shooting it well. Yeah. He's shooting over 50% from three in the last two months. Yeah. Which well, gives them a legit option. It's a big he's, thing. He's but crazy talented, right? He's a scorer. Yeah. He's that perimeter scorer that they've needed. Who, um, who and when he or? shoots no RJ. Yeah. And when he shoots the three that well, now there's more spacing, right? And and Randall's giving it up. They're defending at a really high level, but that's, you know, a Tibbs staple. The team is defending. They're countable. 
Um, you hear those guys talk, they're all in together. They, they've sort of come together with a common goal, which has helped them a little bit too. So back to Chris's point about chemistry. But, so but when you, you know, look at, when, oh. when did I make that point? <laughs> but when, yeah, when did you make that point? This is all about chemistry all the time. Oh, yeah, playing yeah. Right, together. Right. I'm the chemistry guy. <laughs> okay. But Mike, when you look at Randall, he's got that look in his eye. Like, yeah, he'll I, eat your lunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's got that, he's got that supreme that confidence now. <laughs> what is wrong? Just say, just say he's determined. That's Chris doesn't like it when I He use, will eat you for lunch. Chris doesn't like it when I use basketball lingo and, and phrases that I wouldn't use in the, in the house on a day-to-day basis. Don't uh, you eat lunch, Chris? Chris? Chris is still fasting. We have not eaten today, Mike. <laughs> Oh my God! Hey, Starving. Mike, Mike, um, how do you do it? I've eaten breakfast oh. and lunch already. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but let me. But let's. Um, I know but, Randall's wait, wait. playing. Hold on, I want to go back to this. Randall's playing yeah, really yeah. well, I obviously. Like and I, sorry, so, sorry. I want Julius to Randall. No, uh, Barrett's playing really well, obviously. But I want to go back to. I like Barrett. I want to go back to Julius Randall. Like Mike, he is significantly better, and he's oh. making tougher shots. I don't even For know sure. what he was before, but I see him now, and I'm impressed because I can see like he, I I don't like he's such a potent. If he stri- drives on you and spins, and you somehow absorb that contact, it hurts. Right, yeah, yeah, and you're, yeah. and you're yeah. out of the spot well, that you were. He's when got you were LeBron's. He's got LeBron's body. Yeah, he's got quickness. And he he's got a touch around the rim. Yeah, his, sh- his his he's making difficult shots, and he's making threes. And when you make threes, that driving lane is completely yeah. different. Completely sure. different, right? He he's expanded his game big time. He's also in better shape. Yes, you know, I think that comes from shape. from Tibbs. You know, and when you're in good shape, then you can you can sustain a higher level of performance for a longer period. Yeah, I heard. Speaking of not know, in good shape, did you see Drummond? <laughs> Drummond's huge. Oh. Is he really? Oh God, he's big boy. He's the t-shirt, the t-shirt under the jersey is not helping his case. I don't think. <laughs> That's a sea dog move. What? <laughs> like his is like most guys who wear the t-shirt wear the tight ones. Yeah. I'm not sure yeah. if his is tight or, or baggy. <laughs> Did you wear a t-shirt, Mike, growing up under your jersey, Never. or were you always like? Empty? I was. I was a cut sleeve, or like a like a what are they called? Tank top underneath. Yeah. I was a I was a shirt under guy for for a few years there, in high school. It was. Oh, I hated the shirt. I felt like it was like restrictive. I didn't have hair under my arms, so I think that was a little yeah, embarrassing. Can't, can't blame you. you. Do you have hair under your arms right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, I do. I reached puberty about first year university. <laughs> no, but also my arms were so thin. I just I hated. I, I, I was the same way. So small. I didn't play a whole lot, but like I felt the same way when I did play that yeah, one game. Yeah, we, we were, ju- we were shirt, guys, shirt guys out of the jersey. It just sort of makes you feel like there's substance to you. Yeah. In yeah. a weird way, it's yeah. a psychological yeah. thing. Yeah. Well, you see the guys now; they they're all wearing things underneath their shorts and shirt. Yeah. Like yeah. like everybody's wearing tights yeah. down. Like it's interesting. It's, yeah, it's a. Weird it feels it feels it feels so much more like compact like it keeps you compact it yeah. keeps you warmer yeah. it just it, it's wicks the sweat like you're not you know when your shirt would get real heavy because it was so sweaty right like it doesn't feel that way when you have on those tight undergarments on right mm-hmm. <laughs> now tight. we're talking about undergarments, tight, undergarments <laughs> from mike to Giorgio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh i yeah i like randall a lot thank you 
They got to prove it in the playoffs to me. I don't see it. Like uh, I think I, they might have a chance at, at Atlanta. If they play Atlanta, they, they, they'll have a chance, but I don't think they're going to get Atlanta. I can see New York dropping. Like They've won nine in a row, and they're only in fourth by half a game. They're only up on seven by two games. Like So Boston, you think, makes it to fourth? Miami Bo- no, I think Miami. Miami. Miami makes it to fourth. Boston to fifth. Yeah, Rand Miami and then you, for sure. And then you've got the Knicks there, there at I six. Think, and then they play the Bucks in the first round. Yeah, like they, they so got no shot against the Bucks. No, no saying. shot against the Bucks. I totally agree. But okay, what about all the, what about the Knicks fans going crazy after their you know eight game winning streak and just going absolutely berserk? You you They're buying happy. that? You like that? Yeah, why not? It's the first time they've been relevant in April in however many years. Why do you want to get on the fans? I don't want to get on the fans. Actually, being in New York is one of the best places I've ever watched a basketball game. Best place, like. Little, it was like watching hockey in Montreal. They knew every nuance of the game. They're watching the game intently, and a lot of right. pla- in a lot of places they're not watching it that intently. Right. Um, but they can be obnoxious at times too, right? Like they're just like they're really into it. There's in a reason why that, guys get up to go play at Madison Square Garden, right? Yeah. Like you, you heard Zion's comments, right? Like right. he's these guys are excited to go play there. It's the mecca of basketball. Like everyone says that. Um, LeBron's made comments about that. Zion, Curry, like a bunch of guys have made comments that New York is the best place to play and you got to put on a show. It's because the fans are educated, Chris. Like they don't, they don't, and they're, and they're ruthless. The media is too. The media doesn't ask, like they come in, they know exactly what they want. Like they've covered the team for a long time. Yeah. The media like, kind of walks around like they're, they're, they're like superstars as well. Right. Hmm. Right. Because they, the, I mean, you're in New York, you're the, Everybody you're the epicenter yeah. of yeah. the East coast. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you make- it's cool that they're relevant. Can I just talk about Randall for one minute? There was a story about uh, him and um, uh, Kobe Bryant. And when Kobe Bryant would come into town, or I don't know, something about he would yeah, take Julius Randall. Story, wanted- yeah. Wait, do you know the story? So here's the story. Every time Kobe went into a new city, so when they landed, he went straight to a gym to get shots up. Mm-hmm. And, and when, when in Kobe's last year was Randall's rookie year, he used to take Randall with him. To, the, to these to these gyms and, sh- and get shots up when you land, whether it's 30 minutes, an hour, whatever it is. It's it's basically a way to get your legs like off the plane. Like mm-hmm. you, you come off the plane, you have those like heavy legs, you go get shots up and then you're, you, you just energize yourself a little mm-hmm. bit, right? Okay. So last year, Randall started doing that again and they were landing in Detroit and it was a little bit late and the only gym they could get was this high school. And the guy who came and opened the gym for them you know, Randall came in and he's like, yeah, you know, the last time this happened, it was Kobe. Kobe was the last one to come here and, and shoot those shots. And Randall's like, yeah, that's one of the things that Kobe, you know, passed on to me is like, just come get your shots up, get your legs ready for the day for the game tomorrow. You know, mm-hmm. so that that that's cool. I think like we've done that a bunch, like obviously never in the middle of the night, like some of these guys do. But, you know, we've done that on travels on long traveling trips where you just you, you got to get rid of the jet lag you got to get rid of like those those heavy plane legs and yeah. just go in uh, whether it's get a run get a get shots up whatever it is you just got to get your body out of the like i've been on a plane for this long to mm-hmm. like okay i gotta start being ready to play yeah when i heard that story i was thinking why why is it just like those two guys why aren't all those other Laker no, players thinking like yeah, Kobe's doing it. Okay, I should do it too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, it's okay, Kobe, you go. Uh, 
Maybe Kobe didn't invite them. That, that, yeah, that's, that's probably that's it. it. That's, that's probably it. I just want to say one more thing that I, th- I noticed in Julius Randle. I know that sometimes when, you know, uh, I think when you play, and especially in the NBA, people are playing, they want to keep their sort of game face on, and they're, you know, they don't want to, like, smile. They just want to keep focused yeah. because it's all about success, right? But there was a moment in the Raptors game where Fred Van Vliet fouled uh, Julius Randle on a three. He didn't think he fouled him, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Toronto challenged it, but you know it, it didn't take. And you know Fred's like joking with him, and Randall's smiling, and he's about to shoot his 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 free throws, and he's smiling, and he's just sort of basking in this, you know. And it it almost looked like he was so aware that you know he's doing well, and he's letting his guard down. But he, he I think he it sort of looked like he knew that though he could control it, mm-hmm. you know, he could sort of he realized, wow, I can just sort of like you know, let myself go a little bit, let the guard down, and that's but I'm okay. Have, yeah. I'm not afraid yeah. of bringing that yeah. guard back up, you know? There's such a comfort in his, his face. that. Here's an here's a inside look at, at certain things. If they were losing and he's on a nine-game losing streak, yeah. he's not laughing and joking. No, Let's no, be honest, no. right, okay? Right. Winning, winning cures it all. Winning right. cures everything, and you're a lot more sure. happy when you're winning. And sure. I, but I will say this. It's not a fluke, and I think, he's, I think what Chris is saying is interesting because he's, he's now – sort of realizing, okay, I can do this. And it's not exactly. just 20 yeah. games yeah. in where I've been successful. I've, you yeah. know, cause I kind of thought he was going to fall off. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was he on Woj's, he was on Woj's pod uh, last week and he talked a lot about like New York kind of bought in on the whole Kentucky CAA connection. Like they brought Kentucky's old assistant. They brought um, Leon Rose in, they brought worldwide West, like all those guys. And he's tight with all those guys. Mm-hmm. So he, he told a story about, you know, prior to them bringing those guys in, they were all out at dinner one day and they were just talking about stuff. And then when they got the job, he kind of just felt like included now and like that they mm-hmm. actually wanted him. And, you know, yeah. they were talking to him about like, what do you need to be an all-star? What do you need here? Right, and right. and I think that helped him sort of in his mindset of like, okay, this is my team now. Like, yeah. let's go. You know, it's that's, that's the one thing that was evident that that's his team. Yeah. That is as yeah. good as RJ Barrett's going to be. That is, but in the, in the best way possible. Yeah. You know, he yeah. doesn't know. They, like, they, you know, man, I'm, yeah. I'm impressed. I, I'm impressed. Yeah, I'll give him the credit. Um, uh, quickly, kid. I think he sh- he could play more, but I think what Tibbs is doing, bringing him and Rose off the bench, man, that's that's potent. Well, let's see if he holds up. If that holds up in the playoffs, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, you say it won't, and I say depends who they play. Yeah, uh, it's still a uh, first round's tough, and hey, both here's another thing: is is Randall in the MVP discussion? So I see. For me, I would say no, just because the record is just not there, right? Like. Yeah. I, I don't see him anywhere in the discussion. We had, like, I was talking to a bunch of people about this, and other people have, like, Jalen Rose put him in his top five the mm-hmm. other day. And mm-hmm. I was just like, uh, no, mm-hmm. sorry. There's no real good reason other than the Knicks are usually bad and now they're good, you know? Mm-hmm. And that Randall's better this year so than who, last year. Who is your top five then? Right now? Yeah. Embiid, Jokic, LeBron, Curry, Giannis. In that order? Uh, probably, yeah. Okay, so you, you. I still give it to Embiid. So Doncic not there. No. Why? Here's an interesting, interesting stat here. Okay, I found this before the pod. I did a little research. Um, <laughs> Hear that, Chris? What was top, that? <laughs> top lineup in net rating, minimum 100 possessions. It's just to like, you know, that's not a lot, but minimum 100 possessions. Top lineup in in net rating. So best points per possession. 
on offense and least defensive points per possession. Uh, the best one is plus 53.6. Ben Simmons, Shake Milton, Seth Curry, Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then if you go to minimum 1,000 possessions, so that, that's like the most used lineups, mm-hmm. right? Best is Philly, Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Danny Green, Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid. They're plus 16.2. Now, when you tell me those type of things, I'm saying t- I'm saying Philly's been the best team in the league this year in terms of just when they have their core guys together. But they've been hurt by injuries more than other teams, mm. i.e. Utah. And Utah's kind of fallen off a little bit lately um, just with, you know, their three-point shootings cooled down. They had a bad Mitchell's loss injured. last night. Yeah, Mitchell injured. Uh, they had a bad loss last night in Minnesota. So, like, I think Philly's been really good, and I think Embiid's probably, you know, driven that huge. Not only can they defend, but they can score, mm-hmm. right? They, they're scoring a ton with with those lineups with Embiid, Simmons, and shooting around them. Would and you, Tobias Harris has been really good, too. Would you not put Chris Paul ahead of maybe Giannis? I would because I love point guards, and, and, you know, I like CP3. But I can see the argument for Giannis because mm-hmm. he's just all-encompassing. Bucks can still get the first seed. They're interesting though, eh? Because sometimes I I find that hold on, Chris. Chris has a hand up. We'll get to you in a second. Uh, I find that Drew Holiday kind of gets lost at times in the offense because the offense is so geared to Giannis. Yeah, and the, and we'll see how that plays out again in the playoffs. And yeah, I think if this was two years ago, Giannis would be an MVP front runner. But because we've seen it, like nobody believes it until they they see it in the playoffs. Yeah, CP3 also has Booker, right? And Booker's like, yeah, it's a whole argument of like who's the best player on the team and who's the most valuable. Like, Mm -hmm. Booker's probably the best player on that team, but CP3 is the most valuable by a mile. Like, that's I think that's been proven. So, do they take votes or vote like voting space Mm -hmm. away from each other? Mm -hmm. You know, what were you gonna say, Chris? Oh, sorry. Um, (laughs) I meant, uh, I was gonna say about Jokic, you have him at two. Yeah, because he doesn't play defense. Yeah, exactly. Well, I was going to say, though, even though he doesn't play defense, you still have him at two. He's played every game this year, and his offensive, the offensive side of the ball, he's been unbelievable. Like, he's just so, he's... What what makes him different than, their numbers are quite similar than, than, than Doncic. Uh, Denver's better. Maybe it's a team thing. I I don't know, but Jokic is unstoppable. I, I think Luka's... Luca has more usage than than Jokic. Yeah, yeah. He has the ball a ton more, you know. But man, I watched them against the Lakers last night, and he was his ability on the pick and roll is you can't teach that. Yeah, Lakers. Wait, who are you talking about, Jokic or Doncic? Doncic. Yeah, Lakers trying to trap with Drummond in the game wasn't no, too smart. No, but just they my... basically handed Dwight Powell twenty five points on yeah. ten of eleven shooting. Yeah. Like here you go. <laughs> No, but it was Mike when he kind of knows when to pass after you know how oh, many he's dribbles great after after the yeah. pick. You know, it's there's there's definitely something there that's like Jokic's uh, Jokic efficiency though is so high too. Yeah. Like he's he's at like 55 percent yeah. from the field, seventy eight from the free throw line, and he's at fifty seven percent from the field, forty percent from three. And 85% from free throw line. So he's going to go 50, 40, 90. Yeah. Or he could go 50, 40, 90 this year. Yeah. From a big guy. That doesn't happen, right? Like I think, that's... I think Donovan Mitchell should get some love. Yeah. See, so yeah, we, we, we differ rec- on that one. Best record in the NBA. 
Um, he's injured. They're not winning. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, I don't agree. I agree with Mike. <laughs> <laughs> they're 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 a they're a five guy lineup team. They're not a like this guy's the best player. Yeah, team. Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying consideration. Okay. Consideration. That's consideration. fine. Consideration. So uh, the, what, let's what, let's pull it out. Really, Give me your what, top five, and I, then then we'll do a top ten. What good is consideration? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Everybody, that's that's a great point. What what good is consideration? Like, yeah, he's yeah. got to be in the conversation, but there's no way he's gonna win whatsoever. Yeah, like, like, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I don't yeah. Like and that. comparatively, in grade twelve, I was taken as a charity case, and initially it was like, oh, great, I'm on the team for the first time in my life, and then I'm like, wow, nobody's teaching me anything. <laughs> that wasn't fun. All right. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> Chris, Michael, teach you something. Mike, uh, I was working on Chris's jab game yesterday. No, you weren't park. working on it. I was actually working on it. A six-inch jab to yeah. a pull-up. Yeah. yeah. Mike, That's a really, Carmelo right there. You know, to be honest with you, I'm just going to sort of work on all those little things um, because it's a skill, right? And you know, you sort of feel good learning a skill and learning it to its. Uh, you know, like learning it to your own capabilities. And but, it's but never why? too late to... Well, what were you going to ask? Why? No, no, no. I Yeah, why for that? And why does every NBA podcast we have end up why? with you talking about you trying to get better at basketball? I, I'm wondering, why are you so obsessed with running a 5K every day? <laughs> I do it for my mental It's the same thing. Fortitude. I'm doing it for my mental fortitude, too. All right. Right. To you never wanna... beat me at basketball? <laughs> I beat him yesterday, Mike. Yeah. Did you win? A shooting competition. I made him two out of three. Yeah. No, I... Anyway. Because we stepped So you're tied out. now, but you're tied in the last two weeks, though. Yeah, yeah. We stepped three, out three. to three, so it was a bit difficult for Chris, whereas I... Are you joking? <laughs> I let you win. Like, the first... I get so bored of winning, Mike. Honestly, I just sort of like, okay, whatever. I know I'm not shooting. I'm not even going to worry about correcting it right now. Okay. I'm going to just see how far I can go on my limited feel right now. What did you want to talk about with Steph Curry? I mean, he made 73s in, in seven game, uh, 10 games. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. It is crazy. And then he fell off a little bit against Washington. I'm um, going to devalue it a little bit, though. Nobody's, go ahead. Let's hear it. Because no, nobody 10 years ago, 15 years ago, five years ago was taking this many threes. So it's like every, when every shot is a three, yeah, you're going to get these gaudy numbers. Yeah, but nobody else could do what he's doing right now. No, I, yeah. He's, he's, is he the greatest shooter of all time? Yeah, especially off the dribble. Like, I think Clay in his heyday could have, in a catch-and-shoot scenario, I think Clay could give him a run. But off the dribble, nobody can do what he does. His release is just so quick. Yeah. How, how do you measure the best shooter of all time, though? Like, really? Uh, like, over you, – you need a huge sample. And I think a lot of it is just eye test. Like, which guy can make the toughest shots at the highest clip? In the most difficult situation? Yeah. Like, so, so it's one thing to make 40% of your threes and you're always wide open. Yeah. And it's another to make 40% of your threes and you're always being guarded. Yeah. Right. So there's a little bit of a difference there. Yeah. There's nuance involved in, in every shooting discussion, a hundred percent, because it's not just an empty gym, go in there and shoot a hundred shots. Who's better. Right. Like that's mm. way different. Yeah. I'm a big believer in the eye test for any sort of debate, any debate. that matters. Me too. I love it. People, people tell me all the time I'm stupid for, for doing that, but I love it. I actually, I think that's, I can't that al- that's almost more important to me. I can't tell if Chris is joking or not. No, no, I'm serious. <laughs> okay. If you read between the lines in any sort of debate, 
The eye test rules okay. in any debate. <laughs> all right. The greatest all right. of all time debate. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mike. The greatest of all time. Who looks better, Mike? Hey, I, no, I, but how about, okay, how about this? Why are they, why does he have to shoot that well for them to even have a chance to win? Steph Curry? Yeah. Because their team isn't very good. So who are they missing from, from? Draymond is good, but he is good. Like, he needs to score more. Yeah, so 100%. So he's, he's dropped off. Yeah. He's dropped off. Yeah. Okay. And, and this is from a guy that just had 19 assists in one game. Yeah. Yeah. But he doesn't look at the rim, so teams can load up yes. on Curry. Like, yeah. I, I understand that. Yeah. But, like, I don't understand why they're not better. I don't. I don't understand why they're not better. Why? Why, though? Do you like the way they move offensively? Maybe they don't defend it well enough. Well, that's for sure. Curry's involved in that. Mm-hmm. So, so anytime anyone wants to tell me Curry's the best player in the in the world, like, okay, let's talk about the other end of the court too, right? Mm-hmm. There's got to be both sides here. Look, I take my uh, observations for what they're worth, but oh, we do. In the beginning, I thought that you know, Golden State just knows they're they're very or- they seemed very organized on offense, and I sort of yeah, appreciate and they're not that. now, and they're not now. Yeah, guys yeah. like Uber and Wiggins haven't taken to it all that well. Okay, but like. The other thing is, to me, I don't understand how you let Steph Curry get 14 threes up in a game. Like, mm. it, uh, like why are they not just – they got to be smarter mm. because it yeah. won't happen in the playoffs when they're actually playing smarter, right? Like, they're not going to let him shoot that many. Mm-hmm. Like, whether or not he makes them or not, like, you just can't let him get that many. you got to force him to get into the paint because mm-hmm. he's not at his peak. In his peak, he was making a ton of shots at the rim. Like, right now, he's not, right? Like – just in general, like you got to play up on him. Like the big, so I'm going to go back to the Philly game here. Like Embiid was so lazy in that game. I don't know what it was, if he was hurt or what it was, but like he was just standing there waiting for Curry to come to him and Curry was just splashing threes right in his face, mm. which is crazy. Yeah. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think well, it's a I cool mean, run. Are you saying Embiid switching out on Curry? Like there's not. No, just get up to the level of the screen, force him to pass it yeah. and live with whatever happens on, on the weak side. Like, yeah. Like to me, I just sell out on Curry and say, "Okay, Ubre, you score thirty on me." Mm-hmm. How many times can he score thirty in a season? Like, come on. They're bringing him off the bench now. Maybe that's better for them. I don't know. Yeah. Are you scared of them in a playoff scenario? I'm scared of them in a one-game scenario. So they're in the play-in for sure. Yeah. I think. And they could play the Lakers. No, 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 no. Mike, I don't think. I don't think. I think it's going to be them in the Spurs. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I think I see them in the playoff in the play-in games having to win two. Can they win two in a play in a play-in scenario? Can they beat the Blazers in a play-in scenario? Yes, I think so. I, I don't. I don't. I've never really believed in the Blazers. But yeah, but with Damian Lillard, you never know. Steph Curry, you never. They know. own yeah, them. For Warriors, sure. Warriors I mean, own them. Yeah. All right, yeah. let's wrap it up. We haven't heard any uh, impressions from you lately. I had some sort of skit with um, uh, Shaq. Again. Yeah, he's going through the drive-through. Like, you know, and oh, then he, we heard that one already. No, no, but he mistakenly pocket dials Donovan Mitchell. And so he, right. he <laughs> uh, anyway, he worked that out. Worked that out. Uh, all right, Mike. And, and let's end this one on an impression from you. Whoa. whoa. <laughs> I don't even that? know who that is. What is that? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> This has been an Industry Valley Pictures production. 